The Lost Hero, Chapter 3, Piper. After a morning of storm spirits, goatmen, and flying boyfriends, Piper should have been losing her mind. Instead, all she felt was dread. It's starting, she thought, like the dream said. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Mysterious and spooky. Eva, Neve, how are you? I feel like I have not talked to you in a month. I was thinking the exact same thing, and it feels so... I'm, like, sad about it. <laughs> it's only been a week, but it's... it's it really only has been a week. Much longer. Still makes me sad. I'm okay. I mean, I, I move in on the 27th, so literally one day early, but it's still early. Um, so for the last month that I'm here, I joined my local gym... <laughs> So I've been doing that and it's actually been the highlight of my day because I go and I watch Criminal Minds on my phone and that's my other update is I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds. It's kind of all my brain is doing right now. Um, so I'd say I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little paranoid all the time, but comes with the paranoid, so. <laughs> that's literally my only issue with that show. It's so good, but I can't watch more than like two episodes a day or I start to have severe distrust in my surroundings. Yeah. Um, I'm doing good. I have one more week till I move in. So, so close, almost there. Um, so I have a lot of like last minute plans. Like my parents are like, what oh, exact shit. day do you move in? This is just for me, not for our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on Sunday the 15th. Okay. okay. Probably in the afternoon. Oh, yay. That's so exciting. Oh, you're joining me so soon. Yeah. So my parents, I guess, are like, oh, shit, she's going away. And I'm now planning like a whole bunch of vacations and shit this all this week, like day trips. So it's going to be a really hectic last week um, before I go back to school. So that's exciting. How are you, Brayden? I am back at school. And let me tell y'all, it's a time. <laughs> uh, I am I'm doing a show right now. We are in rehearsals nine to five, but also we are the only ones on campus. So I'm spending about 24 seven with this group of 11 people. And some of them I really love. And some of them, I won't get into why on this public platform. Yeah, maybe don't. But but some of them I less love. (laughs) And so I've been having some of the best times and some of the worst times (laughs) simultaneously. (laughs) But I'm very happy with how the product's going and it's important work and it's glad, I'm glad that we're doing it. And also I, similar to you, Ava, I've been going on runs every day, very consistently, like after Period. rehearsal, um, at the hottest time of day, 5, 5 p.m. I go to the gym at like 5 p.m. every day. We are so in sync. <laughs> nice. We can go to the gym together when you get back to campus. We have to. <gasps> Roommate moment. Aw. That's very exciting. Yeah. Anyways, it's very nice to be back on campus and doing theater and doing social justice work. And uh, I have a good time and I'm and I'm living with people I really like right now. And I'll be living with other people I really like very soon called Ava. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Yeah, hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. This week we are discussing The Lost Hero, chapters three to six, through the theme of shock. And most importantly, we are joined by the lovely Fran, one of our favorite guests from the Best Damn Camp podcast. Fran, say hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? It was weird. I realized I've got my camera off and this is the first time I've ever done it when we've been on Zoom. So I'm like, I feel like I'm more being more expressive because that was so weird just saying hello there. Why did I say it in that way? It's like (laughs) Stitch in Lilo and Stitch. Hi. (laughs) We don't judge though. (laughs) How are you doing, Graham? I am so good. (laughs) I have quit my job and it's the best thing I've ever done. I feel so free. I don't leave till October, but still, I feel so free. (laughs) As as the listeners of our podcast know, I am the number one fan of quitting jobs. (laughs) Quit three jobs in the past two months. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah, you're beating me. This is like the first time I've quit a job since I was 18. (laughs) Two of them were the same job, though. So it's a give and take. I quit, went back. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But yeah, no, other than that, I'm, I'm, yeah, living life, doing the, the podcast life, the YouTube, the writing, the freelance editing the freelance I do a lot of crap as always you know when I come on I'm talking about all the stuff that I do what is sleep and it's like half 10 UK time right now and I'm like yeah podcasting best sort of time to do podcasting when everyone else is in bed oh yes <laughs> <laughs> I, we are very happy that you were able to make it work in your your late nights in our mid-afternoon <laughs> and luckily all my roommates are out right now actually Tessa might be asleep but if I wake her up she took a nap at five and therefore it's true all right Fran are you prepared to give us a one minute summary of these chapters we have now in a insane plot twist up to the time to a minute because we now have to cover a lot more book a week and therefore I decided in this moment because when I opened my timer it was set to one minute instead of 30 seconds that (laughs) you're going to be nice from now on (laughs) uh I am prepared now (laughs) from the from the same yes 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 all right Oh, God. Two, one, go. So a new trio of people have arrived at Camp Half-Blood. It's kind of weird. No one knows what's going on. Jason is Jason, so boring as usual, but, you know, things are happening, so everyone's getting invested. But uh, Piper is the main focus, and Piper is the only valid character in this entire book. And so she's exploring camp with Annabeth, and she's finding out more things. But we also find out that there is some stuff going on behind the scenes with Piper, in that things are kind of, you know, a bit fucked up in her life right now. And she doesn't really know what to do with it. She's going to betray everyone, but she doesn't want to do it. And then we meet Leo, and Leo's kind of annoying. But, you know, what's it's no surprise, because he's sarcastic about everything, including Beckendorf's death 
which you know not cool dude but then he's learning about a few more things and he meets his siblings and you know we learn more things but not much because he's just comedy and that's it <laughs> i've got that nothing was, else <laughs> that was great you have four more seconds oh damn okay uh jason sucks <laughs> perfect <laughs> out of time maybe one minute is too long maybe that was too easy maybe like a 45 second median compromise yeah i was thinking that tune in next week to see what we actually decided <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep them hooked but yes that was uh, that was a great summary uh it was. It was. can we think of anything that fran left out i can't remember if you said that Leo got claimed or not? Oh, I did not. No, I just mentioned oh, that he met his siblings. Right. I just didn't mention what siblings. <laughs> just like he's met siblings <laughs> of some sort. Uh, so Hephaestus siblings. Oh, we, yeah, and the fire situation, do we? Yeah, it's a fire situation as well, don't we? Yes. We know that there was a fire that killed his mom. We don't know that he makes fire. I... We get the little like, oh... They, we haven't had one of those in thousands of years. It could not possibly be this new character. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in this whole series where it's like, this has never happened before, but you. <laughs> but you, chosen one, which of which there are seven plus yeah. two. So technically said, nine. Let us not subvert the chosen one uh plot line let us do it exactly seven times <laughs> <laughs> oh god each time kind of less interesting that is true that is true all right what do we pick for our song selections for this week oh i have i can go Ava, go first um this might be like doing the song a little dirty because maybe my reasoning is shallow. Um, but I picked Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine because um, I think in general, a very, very loose description of like the message of the song is kind of like wake up call for this girl. <laughs> and like, that's kind of a lot of what Piper's getting hit in the face with like over and over when she gets to camp. Um, so it's kind of like, Hey girly, like you've already had to deal with a lot of real life problems, but that's all your life is going to be now. Sorry. Here you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why I chose that. Neve's face said that she didn't choose a song yet. So I'm going to go before he does. Uh, so I can give her a minute. Not to out her, but <laughs> my choice is Supercut by Lord. And it is Ooh. specifically for like Piper's gives us her like review of like her relationship with Jason. And I I like that like they played supercut oh gosh. Um, that was my Lord. Oh impression. my god. <laughs> Literally was like did I just have a stroke like that was the crazy I thought that I really was having a stroke and your words were not making sense to just me but they just didn't make sense at all no I I went like full 100% on that lord impression <laughs> make I it happen not, or make it up I, I did not rein it in balls to the walls 
but I, I like I like that choice. Um, I forgot we were doing this. That we all <laughs> pick one song, uh, and I was like, I picked a, I picked songs last week, and I didn't pick one. My apologies. Maybe I'll come with one next week. Like I'll come with two, a replacement <laughs> one for this episode. So I've got one if if you guys want. A oh my god, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so the song is Devil by Wonho, who is a K-pop artist, but the lyrics, when you look them up, kind of makes me feel a bit like Piper's whole situation of like having to keep secrets about her dad, not really knowing the situation of whether she's a betrayer or a hero and all that, and having sort of conflicts about the situation. Also, he's hot, and even though I'm gay, you know, I've got to add him into a list somewhere. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> <laughs> on that name i'm just gonna say google him right now and you will see what i mean how do you spell it <laughs> uh w-o-n okay h-o okay so my computer decided to buffer okay, here we go mm-hmm. i i guess just uh so our audience knows i guess we will be posting a picture of wanho <laughs> for context Yes. Oh, yes. oh, I see him. Very much so. <laughs> A beautiful man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did we forget? Oh, I forgot about, well, I forgot pretty much everything again. However, more specifically, I forgot like actually fully left my mind um jason's spqr tattoo showing up um yeah that was mainly it like when i was reading it i was like what is this like what is the tattoo they're talking about and then they're like oh it's the spq and i was like oh okay (laughs) it's it's her she's back (laughs) it's she (laughs) it's booker yeah (laughs) snickers I've actually got an SPQR tattoo myself. Do you? Yeah, yeah. As part of my Percy Jackson Ryoldenverse collection. I realized I was about to show it and I forgot I don't have my camera on because my computer's being a dick. So I'll send pictures <laughs> of that as well. Yeah. If you want, we can post a picture of that with, with a picture of Wan Ho on our Instagram. Oh my God, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> an important photo set. Yes, so send that to me and we'll have a, a, our collage. Um, yay okay that's so cool just to be next to one hoe is just an honor (laughs) (laughs) i have to be honest i forgot about viper's dad literally which i realize is the only interesting part of this book (laughs) not the only but it's the most interesting part of this book it's the only significant thing oh sorry yeah no it's it's all good i forgot it comes into the story like like it starts getting foreshadowed and like I just forgot it was so early in the story but like really right off the like she hits the ground running with something about my dad (laughs) it's like oh my god I didn't realize it was brought in this early especially for such a long goddamn book I also forgot like how much like baiting Rick Rick does where he's like here's a secret that you'll never learn (laughs) yeah he really 
But we get so close to a point where, like, I actually haven't decided if that's good or bad writing in which there's a secret that we know that our narrators know, but we don't get to know it. Yeah. Hmm. has its pros and cons. It works with Jason. I don't think it works with Piper's dad. Why are we why are we not why are we not allowed to know that Piper's dad is an actor? Yeah, half of me is like unproductive and then half of me is like keep him guessing. Like it's I can't decide. Hmm. It's I think it's only because we both have to be like what's going on with Piper's dad where like what are these dreams and also who is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood why he was a celebrity, though. That was, like, a big thing. Like, it felt so random that he was just a celebrity. It's it's kind of not worth... It's built up so much, and they're like, oh, he's an actor. Okay. It's not like like he was a real actor. Like, if he was like, and my dad is Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. (laughs) Like, some (laughs) fake actor in the world of Percy Jackson... That means a lot to other characters, but means nothing to us. Yeah. Yeah. It all just felt really weird. And also, like, they have the actor part of him. And then they add in the fact that, like, he seems so, like, ashamed of his culture as well. So he refuses to play Native American characters and only wants to play other characters. So, like, Latino men. um, I can't think of what other, but basically anyone who isn't, Native American, he wants to play. And it felt like such a really random part to put in for his character as well, especially considering just like what was the point of that other than apparently having him be ashamed of his heritage. It's like such a complex story about like race and reckoning with your culture in a colonized country. And then we don't get into it at all. Literally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's just touch the tip of the iceberg and then drown yeah that whole thing's just weird but I, I get what you guys were saying as well about like so many things are just kind of barely told to us and then we keep get, we have to keep guessing for like the next 400 goddamn pages till we actually learn the information mm-hmm. um and like the whole Roman situation, obviously, with like, I don't, I know it's not in this section, but like you, you guys will get to this in, next week. But one of the last thing that Annabeth says is that she knows what SBQR means and says what it means. And I'm like, how have these idiots not understood that this is what it actually is? Like, that, how can you not make these connections? But see, the problem is though, reading this the first time. I'm those idiots. <laughs> like, well, now I, I feel bad. Any of that. No, but like when you're like 11 falling asleep to this book at the beach and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the biggest plot twist of our time. Yeah. For, like M. Night Shyamalan could not have done it better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Actually, M. Night Shyamalan has grown a reputation for not actually being able to do twist endings anymore. <laughs> he has he come full circle. Once in a blue moon, he manages it. Mm-hmm. And then immediately afterwards, it goes to hell. Yeah. I heard he did not deliver with old. I have not seen it yet. 
I haven't seen it either because I know it'll make me very existential. So I don't know. I've seen a lot of jokes about it on Twitter. So I don't think it was good. Yeah. But I have not watched it. No, I haven't either. I watched a review from Amanda the Jedi and she was not impressed. And so I was like, well, if Amanda is not impressed, I am not impressed. (laughs) I watched a review from Grace Randolph beyond the trailer. My YouTube channel that keeps me going is watching her reviews. Um, this is the only thing I watch on YouTube anymore. Um, and she was like, it was fine. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I don't know if I need to see it then. <laughs> Anything else we forgot? I forgot that Leo doesn't really have much of a story at the start. I mean, like, mm. his, he doesn't really kind of get any kind of a story. We learn a bit about his mum and then... I, a bit about the possibility of this fire situation but that's kind of all we get and like we don't learn anything about leo until like halfway through the book from like what i can remember going through on my podcast i was so surprised he has a backstory but he doesn't have a plot in this book Mm. Mm -hmm. weird he like sees a vision of his aunt and will's like that's not there we never explored the chat, or at least in the chapters we read, we're just like, oh, he I, saw a hallucination of his aunt. There's just like so much foreshadowing that there's no exposition. Yeah. yeah. Because the exposition time that Rick uses is for introducing new readers. I'm like, I get it. Down Long Island. I know this. I know the rules of how the camp works. Keep going. Yeah. I understand why it logistically had to be done. But also, waste of my time, Rick Riordan. I am a big fan. Do not patronize me. (laughs) Honestly, it's the same as like, so we're exploring the camp in three different point of views as well. Because obviously in Jason's chapters and what you guys were going be going over next week also explores camp Hathard. so we've explored it with piper we're exploring it with leo and then we explore it again with jason i'm like i i, I like camp half-blood but th- this is too much camp half-blood right now yeah yeah we get some good like oh this is how it's changed the it's now an omega there's more cabins we get to learn what the other cabins are that's all i needed I didn't need a reminder of like who the hunters of Artemis are. Yeah. That ends up being important, so I understand why it happens. But <laughs> Brayden didn't need it. <laughs> I'm a superior reader. Exactly. Anyway. That's the best way to be. We are about to take a break, but before we take a break, I have a completely off-topic thing that we need to talk about. And it's, have we all seen the track list for Red Taylor's version? Yes. Yes. We have. Yes. Do we have? Oh, my God. Ava has feelings, I can tell. Oh, yes. (laughs) A lot. Um, I'll let you all speak first. 
girl i'm very excited but those parentheses look fucking stupid oh yeah it's <laughs> so many parentheses they look stupid <laughs> actually this is so niche and like no one needs to i just need to get that out there if anyone listening understands what i'm about to say i literally right before we started filming this saw a tiktok that was in the format of like it's like they're in a conversation at like a public place like a store and someone goes did you say blank and it switches music and it's they're normally completely unfunny and it's i think it started with like vin diesel or something like it would be like vin diesel would be like did you say family and then it's normal it's like normally one of the least funny trends i've ever seen on tiktok but the only funny one i've seen is someone's like how do you it's like a conversation between two people and they're like how do you use pemdas like what's the first step of pemdas and someone says I think it's parentheses. And then it's like Taylor, a photo of Taylor Swift. Did someone say parentheses? I saw that. That is the only funny version of this trend I've ever seen. Like that is the only one that made me laugh. I do have to say, I've seen a lot of those TikToks and I've, I've seen some pretty funny ones, but there are a lot of them are Taylor Swift. (laughs) I saw a funny like RuPaul one that was like, about fracking. I don't remember the exact (laughs) one. Yeah, that would I understand why that's probably funny, but I have not seen many funny ones of that trend. But it's, I didn't count it, but it, from reading it and looking at it, are there, it looks like there are more (laughs) from the vault songs than songs that were on red. (laughs) Probably. It's a good, like two to one ratio, I think. So I, it's significant. (laughs) It's a like Fearless was okay. Here's like four songs. Red is like, here's a whole nother album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I love it. Yeah. I'm very ready. Jake Gyllenhaal was quaking though. I'm so here for it. Oh, he must be in a bunker. Literally must be in a bunker. He has to hide. He's not ready for all too well. 10 minute version, Taylor's version. Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. That is also that at in parentheses after Taylor's version. Fuck yeah. you, know. as he deserves. Mm-hmm. Although right. the one I'm most waiting for is um, a newer version of uh, Dear John because fuck that guy. Oh, That's true. Uh, yeah. John more- Mayer can go die in a hole, a slow, starving death. Honestly, he only because he wrote that why you no love me. <laughs> so bad. That song sends me to the moon. It is like jail. That was terrible. Dox him. I just would like to say I've posted a few TikToks about this on my private story over the past few days. Um, but guys. <laughs> hearing the bridge of treacherous like again for like the first time kind of in a way in november like i'm gonna be on the floor (laughs) like i'm gonna be really dramatic and annoying because that bridge is so good and like hearing it again for like a pseudo first time again is just gonna be so wonderful there are so many little parts that i'm very excited for we could be here all day but you know that's my highlight (laughs) I, i do in this moment want to remind our listeners 
and the people in the room that I'm going to have to live with Ava when this album comes out. It's true. Um, it will be a blessing. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, there are some tracks that I will be annoying about. I, I will tell you firsthand that my number one on Red is Everything Has Changed and I'm not going to shut up about it. I, I don't disagree. It's so good. It's so good. So many people like slander it and I'm, there's no reason for it. Um, I, not to platform this, but like, stop with the Ed Sheeran slander. No, okay, like, I actually agree. I, <laughs> I'm gonna be so- I don't even think he's that good, but like, don't slander him at the cost of everything has changed. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, like, he did nothing to hurt that song. Like, I, he's just sitting there. <laughs> I will say he's nothing else. Chilling. I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I think we need to end this conversation. <laughs> but I do think everything very carefully here. But I do think everything has changed is a good song. I agree with you on that. This is the first time I feel so much better that I'm not the only one who could get cancelled in this fandom. <laughs> and this is going to be for something completely unrelated to Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Using Ed Sheeran on one thing. <laughs> I think I already might have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even saying I liked Ed Sheeran, but saying we're too hard on Ed Sheeran might be what gets me canceled forever. That's true. All right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took a quick break and now we're right back. <laughs> Our theme this week nice. is, is shock. Where did we see shock in these chapters? Well, a few places. That was just being mean. <laughs> what do you mean? You're just patronizing me. I don't even know where to start. I was hoping someone would pick one. Oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, sorry, right? No, I was gonna say words that didn't mean anything. You go ahead. <laughs> okay, um, I was gonna say the the shock moment. I I guess I can think of is in regards to like the Hephaestus cabin and like the supposed curse that's on the cabin at Curran. Mm-hmm. Like we've got um, a kid. I've forgotten his name now, and I feel really bad because he's Mason? in the full. Bo- yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the one in the full body cast. Yeah, mm. yeah, the fact that he's in a full body cast. That's um that sucks and all of them <laughs> are like still in kind of themselves a state of shock over the loss of 
like Beckendorf, even though that's been like a, a period of time since since his loss, but they're still feeling the after effects. They've got the dragon situation. None of them have used his bed since. And it did surprise me that they gave his bed to Leo, but then it also annoyed me that Leo made a joke out of it. And I'm like, dude, you just heard that this guy died and you're making a joke? This is like, no, no, no. But the whole situation with it all, like you can tell still like the shock and of his loss is still with them because it was like unexpected even when it happened in The Last Olympian. I think I'm glad that you brought up how Leo handles finding out this information because I think it's a really interesting thing that makes Leo a difficult character to deal with sometimes is mm. that he handles shock. He handles his emotions by making jokes out of things. He is immersed in insane culture shock. And they're like, ha ha, you just got a dead guy's bed. And I don't necessarily fault him for not handling that well almost because I think I might do the same thing. Like I would, I less vocally probably. And I think the joke that he says about it isn't even funny. And so then it's, it doesn't matter. But like, I see where he comes from in like, I don't want to take the time to take anything seriously because then I would shut down. And so I have to make a joke about it and move on. And I think that's what shock as an emotion can do. You either shut down or you have to find a way to bounce back as quickly as possible. Mm. yeah I definitely agree with that yeah I can definitely see the point with that as well like there is something about his character I think this is kind of the unfortunate thing with Leo is that we don't learn much about him for us to kind of really get and until like later books as well like we don't really find anything about the detail of his past until much later in the series like we learn a bit more in this book but it's still kind of limited information of like what he's gone through that his reactions to things just feel out of place, especially at the moment, because we have no idea like who this kid is. You have no idea what's going on. Um, at this point, we don't even know that his mum had passed away, I think. I think it's like after when he's going to the forge place um, that we then find out. And I think that's kind of an unfortunate part with that is that not knowing anything about this kid... <sighs> it makes his character, like you said, like a, a, diff a difficult character kind of, to kind of get on board with. And in the fact that he's also very toxic in his masculinity, like making fun of... Oh, that, oh, pissed, God, me that pissed me off so much. I've forgotten the guy's name now. Hold on. It was, begins with a B. That's all I can remember. Oh, um, What's his name? Oh, what is it? <laughs> That's going to really annoy me now. Um, no, where is it? I bet I can find it very quickly. Oh, Butch. Butch, but, that's it. Um, even his joke with a name about about it. Yeah, like his name is Butch and his mother is the rainbow goddess and he works with horses. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, oh, yeah, rainbow tattoo, really masculine. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to push you off the chariot and watch you die and be happy. And he was like, like I need to say that was like, that was a hate crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that entire page of this book was a hate crime. <laughs> So much of what Leo does is a hate crime. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Leo is 100% the sort of guy who would catcall someone on the street and think it was funny. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I will die on that hill because it is guaranteed someone will kill me for this. Oh. He's just such a difficult character where it's like, I really want to like you. Mm. But I think he grows a lot. I don't know. I'm. We're trying to get, enter this book very open-minded and get rid of our preconceived notions about like the characters we don't think we like. <laughs> and, but um, yeah, it's, I think recognizing that his humor is pretty much a trauma response that mm. can help us be a little more forgiving to him. Not that he necessarily has earned our forgiveness, but I think it's, I think it's, re- it's important to read something like this from a forgiving lens if we're looking to find the lessons that we are from it. Definitely. I think it's, she, it's an interesting foil then to look at Piper and how she copes with the, sh- the culture shock that she's immersed in. Yeah, that's an interesting part that Piper says. I can't, I don't remember if this was actually her. I feel like she did say it when they mentioned that it's Camp Half-Blood and she has this moment of like referring back to like these racist remarks she received or people calling her like a half-blood and stuff like that. And that took me, like that shocked me reading that. And like... I kind of like this is the first time we've had a sort of experience well technically it's the first one is in the Kane Chronicles no not Kane Chronicles thinking of something else it's not in the Kane Chronicles it's in a side book ignore me so this is the first time in a book that we've seen the experience of what this name of this camp can actually mean to people of color like hearing it being called oh yeah you're a half-blood like instantly someone like there is a moment that we see in um i'm just gonna mention king chronicles again there's this um series of demigods and magicians where the Cain siblings percy and annabeth meet and percy says to carter who is a african-american oh are you a half-blood and he instantly assumed that was him calling him a racial slur basically and like that's kind of something that like even i know also i'm pale as goddamn anything so like it's not something like I would personally think about but seeing that kind of referred to in this book and kind of getting this idea of like like demigods who are BIPOC experiencing like this kind of sense of not like necessarily trauma but this sense of anxiety of hearing that name and being referred to that just like them being called, sometimes being called demigods, sometimes being called half-bloods. Like that must be such like a difficult thing to hear in some cases. Um, and so having Piper kind of think of that and be a little on guard in some cases was like a really interesting thing to introduce into the books in this moment and kind of gave more depth to Piper as a character. Because like we were seeing in the open bit, she experienced a lot of racism at that school. And she's kind of fearing about that now as well with the name. I got deep, sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. I, I think it's it's important to point out how, and I I have mixed feelings about how Rick Riordan does it because I think mm. he does it in a way that doesn't do these conversations justice all the time. But also, what is he as a white man to do that? And therefore... I think he's he tries his best to be diverse and inclusive in his writing. But I think I really 
did like that moment because I think it's important to recognize how the English language is by nature racist and colonized. Mm. Definitely. Goddamn white people. <laughs> trying to think of other shock moments in this. I think the only ones I can think of are like the sort of femininity aspect of like the shock of like Piper turning up and Drew being Drew. Although I gotta say, I do love Drew. She is like a guilty pleasure character of mine just because I'm like, yes, yes, girl, slay, tell them what's up, do it. I appreciate you on so many levels. <laughs> I know you're a bully, but you know, you've got style, so I appreciate it. But like <laughs> her reaction and like Piper's reaction to her but also like piper's own toxic sort of not toxic femininity but like her own internalized misogyny about drew and the aphrodite kids so that shock of like all these different people is um is an interesting aspect of piper's character that is kind of a bit of a flaw because she's a judgmental little woman but like <laughs> they're all judgmental jason is just as just judgmental leo's got his own issues but like they're all judgmental people. So it's kind of interesting to see them kind of face this shock of so many different people and the fact that gods are real and stuff like that. Um, and the fact that, God, that, you know, the gods are real and that at this camp where all these kids are related to gods, that kind of is a shock in and of itself. Yeah, I, I think it's important to note that Piper isn't shocked. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh damn, I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, but just it, like we, we have her say, she's like, "Oh, I would be more surprised if it wasn't for this mysterious dream that I had." Oh yeah. And so she toes an interesting line. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like the only place we actually saw Piper be truly shocked was when Annabeth was like, I don't know, your your memories with your boyfriend were probably just an aspect of the mist. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. She was the only one who was basically sure of herself the entire time. And like, I automatically kind of, when I first read it, I kind of, obviously you're meant to trust her. Yeah. yeah. It is like wild how i it's set up that piper is going to betray everyone but also it's also set up in a way that you like her the most <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it seems that like where i'm just like you know considering what jason and leo are like i wouldn't be opposed if she did turn on them <laughs> I, I would understand <laughs> yeah like, you got two dumb boys. Just leave them behind. Let them die. Something girl. Could a god girl get out? <laughs> Run for your life. Yeah. Do you have any other moments of shock? All right. What are our sass quotes of the week? Let me pull mine up. Do, 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 do. 
I, mine is going to be <laughs> something that is <laughs> probably a not okay joke, but also made me laugh. So Beckendorf was pretty pop popular, Leo asked. I mean, before he blew up. <laughs> and I don't know if this was a joke, but I read it as such. And um, I laughed. Am I a horrible person? Absolutely. <laughs> Did I share this on a podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Please move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Quicker than that. Ava, I'm still looking for mine, so you can you can go. I'm also still pulling mine up. The PDF won't load. <laughs> I hope we're using the same PDF. It is so long. Yeah. And it's also kind of small in a weird way. Yeah. 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 I'm using my actual book for this one because I have my actual book for this one. I do not have a copy of, of Son of Neptune, so... We will get there when we get there. I told you all about how someone... I don't know if I said it while we were recording or not. I don't think you did. Share the story. Um, I lent my copy of The Lost Hero because it was a summer reading book going into freshman year of high school. Yeah. So I lent my copy of it to, some, to one of my friends and they never gave it back. So now, now I have no physical copy, but I had one like four years six years ago i'm not a freshman in college anymore <laughs> that's so scary six years ago i had one i lost something once <laughs> I lost something <laughs> once. but i have i still have son of neptune and mark of athena i think i have mark of athena I'm last year is the only one i do actually have it's just somewhere in my basement i think <laughs> It's not somewhere in your basement. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, okay. I found it. Um, this is... I don't remember what chapter this is. Um, but it's when they're meeting Rachel. And she goes, so you're an oracle? Piper asked. You can tell the future? More like the future mugs me from time to time, Rachel said. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that was a really good one. Dang, I forgot about that one. <laughs> I love um, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel is awesome. Um, I've got one as well, if you're still looking. One, uh, yeah, go ahead. Neve. Okay. So one is actually from the same section as Ava's. It's literally like the next page. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, your camp director was the god of wine? Yeah, it's a long story, Piper guest. Right, go on. <laughs> Just the exhaustion in her voice of like, oh God, there are too many long stories. Just like, get to the point. And I'm like, yes, Piper, let's get to the point because we've got nearly 600 pages until the point is made. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. No, I didn't. <laughs> I okay. thought I found it. No. Actually, it's like the most excited. It's at the end of the page. I know it's at the end of the page. Okay. Yes. Okay. It was a, it's a Drew moment. Queen. Um, yes. <laughs> angry, unnecessarily rude queen. Um, <laughs> hey, Piper said, we didn't ask to be brought here. Drew sniffed. She sniffed. Um, and nobody wants you, hun. Does your hair always look like a dead badger? 
<laughs> that was like so out of pocket. And like, why would that be your first thought to what someone, to, to anything actually? She had that lot of anything looks like besides a badger. Like, why was a badger your first thing to compare it to? I mean, I that doesn't you. make sense. No. You stand out of pocket, Queen. We do. I do have a question. Do you guys actually have badges in America? <laughs> That's a good question. That is yeah. a good question. No, we do. We're like in they're... Wisconsin. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it... I felt they were native to like England, <laughs> well, the UK. They're definitely further north. Yeah, I think they're in the Midwest. Mm. Definitely don't have them in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no. <laughs> or Massachusetts. Or Maryland. That's such a strange animal to compare it to because like mm-hmm. their hair never looks any like strange. Like it's just flat. It's all just flat hair and black and white stripes. <laughs> There's sure. no like scuff or spikes. Like a hedgehog would work. It was truly so out of pocket and didn't even make any sense. <laughs> you look like a dead hedgehog. Hair <laughs> <laughs> right. all pointy all over the place. Or like crushed on the side of the road so it's even more spiky. That was a really dark image. I'm so sorry. Then you really put some roadkill on the page. <laughs> all right, what offerings do we have? <laughs> I'll go. Um, I'm between two, but I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Rachel. Okay. Um, Thank you. Not even that she did anything particularly interesting. <laughs> I just <laughs> love was. So sometimes I have like really profound reasons for why I give my offerings, and sometimes I just need to give Rachel some love. Um, oh, actually, no. It's specifically for the way she's dressed. Iconic. <gasps> True. Um, yeah. Historical fit. She is barefoot. She's wearing a cloak. Very mysterious icon. Yes. Um, since you just did that, I'm giving mine to Piper because I was deciding between them two. Uh, for a similar reason of just she's she exists. And we also get to hear her perspective. And, and she love that. She. She. Friend, do you have one you can go? I'm considering an avant-garde option. <laughs> um, so I was actually going to go with Piper as well, just because she's the only valid character who actually contributes anything to the entire book and is the only mm-hmm. reason most people are alive because um, the other two suck and so does Coach Hedge, but you know that's besides the point. Um, but because Neve already uh, took her, I guess the person that I could also put forth is True because she's a queen and I appreciate her sass. Wow. I really thought you were going to say Annabeth because she's so tired. (laughs) Um, It's too real. I couldn't. I know. That's the thing. That's why I'm so like torn. I I had a thought and I was like, what if I gave one to Sally Jackson just because I miss her? Um, (laughs) And then I was like, she doesn't I don't know if she knows that Percy's missing, so I don't know how much sense that would make. Um, I think she does, because I think Annabeth mentions that they've been speaking to Sally or something just to keep her in the loop. Poor woman. Okay. Well, next time she's mentioned, I'll give one to her. But um, Annabeth, for now, she's so tired. She's so tired. I'm trying to avoid 
giving any original character an offering for like as as much as I can just because like I feel like once I do it once then it'll just be like I'm giving it to Annabeth because she's Annabeth <laughs> not Jason <laughs> it's just gonna get too annoying so I'm gonna try and hold off we'll have a different I feel like the offerings are going to end up being just like, just anyone but Jason. That's my offering. <laughs> yeah. All right. Votes off the island. I'm going to start off with mine. Mine is an avant-garde option, and it's Menelaus. Ooh. Period. Because he's awful, and he was mentioned. True. <laughs> and, um, I, blame, so he's getting it. I blame him for everything that happened to Helen Detroit. Normalize, stop blaming Helen of Troy for what happened to her. I agree. I will die on that hill. Helen of Troy did not do very much wrong. Thank you. Helen did nothing wrong. Yeah. She was just pretty. Yeah. Who else? Jason. I, how did I know that was coming? <laughs> and probably especially from me. Jason, because he's dull I don't like him. He doesn't offer anything. And the previous section, he was also an asshole because he said that if Leo is his friend, then he has a terrible life. And I'm like, boy, you have no life. So you have no room to talk in this decision. But also even at camp, this boy is being a douchebag. And I'm like, I am. I will not stand for it. Also, mm-hmm. you with your Latin ass, I don't care. I just just leave just go just die you know get away (laughs) that was such a good monologue (laughs) beautiful beautifully said and i guess fran mean you were just on the same page today because i was also going to say jason simply for being annoying um (laughs) and yeah i don't know i was also no one really did like particularly bad like i was thinking about leo because he was sort of an ass but like now this discussion we had about it now it feels wrong Um, and also uh, and honest and i was like maybe i'll give it to jason but then i was like he was not giving his perspective in these chapters though (laughs) and we appreciate that (laughs) but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna reward mediocrity jason still gets it (laughs) Right. Ava, final vote off the island for this week. Um, continuing with the theme of J names, we discussed Jake Gyllenhaal, and I think it's my duty <laughs> to vote him off the island. Um, Bro, the onslaught has already begun. <laughs> this man is going to be killed. <laughs> Actually, from now until Red comes out, Ava is going to vote Jake Gyllenhaal every time. <laughs> Maybe John Mayer, occasionally. Just why you no love me. <laughs> all righty, right, folks. That is all for this week. Join us next week where we will discuss chapters 7 through 10 um, through the theme of transparency. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. We also have a website, returntocamp.com. We have a coffee account and a Redbubble store. So check all of those out too. Fran, before you go, would you like to plug anything? No, I'm good. Thank you today, actually. No, I'm joking. <laughs> all right. Imagine if I just ended there and they'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
podcast and Fran does not want people to find her now. Nope. <laughs> Just vanish away. Um, if you, if anyone wants to come listen to me rant about The Lost Hero as I have done here today and uh, try to cancel me for all my opinions on Leo and Jason and just men, um, you can find my podcast at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to support my podcast, you can find me at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran. Um, the podcast is the Best Damn Camp on all podcast platforms wherever you listen to it and if you want more percy jackson content you can find me at a healthy dose of fran on youtube and if you want to support my author career because i have a book coming out next year you can follow me at a dose of fran on instagram twitter and tiktok where i'm also posting a bunch of percy jackson tv show related content that everyone is agreeing with and i feel fucking famous (laughs) oh thank you for being here so light at night such a pleasure yes we appreciate it so much (laughs) it's been great as always it's always a joy to come and speak with you guys yay (laughs) bye bye bye